Okay, so we're in the middle of a topic. <coughs> we're talking last week about the importance of training children to have a karasatav. A karasatav, because that's the first reason we gave, the first explanation we gave, is because that's the natural way that makes the person want to reciprocate. And therefore that's the best way to try and educate somebody when they want to please you and they want to do what you want. And what brings the person to that feeling of ma'ashiv, what can I repay, is when they feel grateful. And if a person feels entitled to everything they learn, feel grateful. And if they feel, and therefore they feel, oh, I deserve it, I don't need anything in return. We spoke about Barichos last time. But if a person feels that I'm indebted, that you've done something for me, and I have, I have to feel in some way that I can repay, so that's the natural feeling which a parent wants to develop in their children because that was one of the reasons why the child's going to then want to naturally uh, respond in kind and do what the parent wants as well. So how do you encourage a karzatav? When the starting point is that people naturally are selfish and people naturally think of themselves and what they need and what they want and that is, it, it's become, it comes to them. So how do you change that feeling? So the mahalakh of impressing your children the whole time that uh, you owe me so much and I do so much for you doesn't normally work. It doesn't normally work. On the contrary, it's, uh, if anything, it triggers a, a reaction that's not. It's, uh, I, if you got, if when a person demands gratitude, he normally doesn't get it. So what's the, there's two ways to encourage a course of Maybe not like you think lechatchila, but if you understand this, the mindset of a person, you understand what makes sense. The first way to encourage a karasatov is to express a karasatov, which means when your children do something that you ask them to do, say thank you. Now, yes, you can take the same argument exactly and say, what do you mean if they say thank you? They owe it to me. I do so much for them and I ask them to do something back to help me. They, they shouldn't do it. Of course they should do it. And then and whatever else, other examples you want to give, well, I have to thank them. But think about it, you're making the same mistake. And that is, when a person starts from the point of view of entitlement, so they give that attitude, you owe it to me. So they're just going to learn the same attitude from you. And therefore, if you want to encourage Akar Satov, the best way to do it, paradoxically, is express Akar Satov. You ask your child to do something, they do it, thank you very much. Uh, I, I asked you to go to bed, you listen to me, thank you very much. I appreciate you, that's what I told you to do. I, I thank you for doing such a good job. Or whatever area it is, even a little kid. You ask them to pick you know, to bring you something, and they do. Thank you very much. You did such a good job. Why? Because there's two reasons why this works. Number one, again, children learn by example. And therefore, to take the attitude that I don't have to be grateful for my kids, but I expect them to be grateful to me, isn't going to work. Where are they going to learn how to be grateful from? If, you, if you're going to show that I'm entitled to your doing what you, you're doing what you do for me, they're going to learn to feel the same way. And therefore, the first way is partially by, like we say, mimicry. Children copy their parents. And if their parents always saying thank you, then they also learn to say thank you. That's a simple reason. That's a simple reason. But there's a deeper psychology here as well. And that is, the person learns that it feels good to be thanked. When a person appreciates you and a person commends you for, the good, for, thank, for what you did for them, and a person says they're grateful to you, so it gives the person a good feel, I want to do it again. In other words, gratitude itself is a very strong motivation to do the same thing again. 
when I did something for somebody and I really appreciated it, so it gives them the feeling that it's a person who appreciates me. I want to do it for them a second time. And once, uh, what begins is just a feeling of, I want to, to do the same thing again, to get the same reaction, to get the same response. Eventually will become, I want to, make, I want to do what makes them happy. And therefore, if we said the point of, of where we're trying to go with this is that our children should want to make us happy, which is where we started from. So we can get there by expressing our chorus ourselves too. Because the person thrives on the praise, on the thanks, on the notice that someone takes of the effort they put in or what the good job they did. And therefore, if, uh, if that's the reaction that the child gets from the parents, of course, that's uh, whose attention they're interested in, for what they do, then that itself is a reason to do it again. Now, uh, yeah. Yes. If I told you doing, you listen to me, so I say thank you for listening straight away. Does, but doesn't that imply that, that they have the option to not listen? No. No. Why not? Do we have the option not to keep the mitzvahs? Yeah. No. <laughs> You'll get punished for that. But if I do it, I should reward us for it. <laughs> so you're doing the same thing. There's this uh, new age, I guess, like parenting sort of the shiva. And uh, that is that what is that it's unhealthy for kids to feel like they're connected, like the, their happiness is hinged on somebody else's opinions or somebody else's praise or stuff like that. And uh, therefore, don't, you know, overly praise your kid for doing something which is going to make them be happy about it and make them want to do it again because then it's rather you should, you know, ask them how they feel when they go and do something good, but that they should feel good because they did it. Nothing to do with the fact that people are praising them and thinking highly about them. I don't know about New Age parenting. The, with, the, unless people have changed dramatically from the Torah, we know that uh, especially children, they want their parents' approval. It's a very important thing for a child, and if you show you get that, you, 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 you're generous with your praise, you're generous with your thanks. And you show that when they do something good, you're happy about it, then that's a very good motivator for them to do it again. That's what a person wants. If you want, if you want a relationship with somebody, then you're interested in their opinion, not just what you feel about yourself. If you want a relationship, you want the person that you want the relationship to have that feeling about you. If you want to get, let's say, you want to build a relationship with the spouse, and you say, listen, I'm never going to tell you anything positive, but if you, know, if you feel good about yourself, then I'm happy about that. It's not going to go very far. I don't know, but if I'm interested in connecting to somebody else, I want their opinion, I want their feedback. I want to hear what they, what they feel about me. Okay, but like, after Ernst, like, how do you graduate from uh, them doing something because that's what makes you happy as a parent to them doing it because they feel that that's important or because they've had someone to do it? Again, at this stage, we're talking about little kids still, and the fact that they want to do it is modeled by because this is what makes my parents happy, that's fine. When is that supposed to change? When they get older, and it'll happen automatically. Because when a person realizes, like I said, the next step is going to be, which we're going to talk about when we talk about older children, is to segue that into thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if I'm used to thinking as a child that I'm interested in making my parents happy, because I'm interested in their response, I'm interested in the fact that, that I want that relationship with them, so the person's older and they can direct it towards Hashem. So then it's going to be the same idea. What I want to do is I want to... In, uh, in order to make a Kodesh Baruch happy. And uh, that, that's more important than one of my feelings about myself.
Yeah. Um, just going to ask about the command. Please is the same thing. It's also right. It never has to say please. You must understand something. And we said this lots of times, and it's one of the biggest letters that I learned from Revol Ben Chinuch, and that is children might not be as intellectually developed as their parents, but emotionally, I consider a child to have exactly the same feelings as an adult. That doesn't change so much. And just like as an adult, you don't get like, like being told by someone in authority, you better do this fast. You'd much prefer to get told, please will you do it? Even if you're going to have to do it. If it's the police telling you, like, you're going to listen to the orders if they bark them at you because you don't have a choice. But you don't feel good about it. You feel you've been forced. So even, even a, a command, you could say it as an ask? Yes. Please can you go get undressed? Yes. He said, now's the time for you to get changed. Please go do it. So please go do it as a command. It's not saying, please can you, can you? No, I can say, please go do it, which is okay. I'm not saying, you better do it now. It's always good. Okay, but it makes it more easy to accept. As always. That's okay. And I'll answer the child if he wants to do something. I'm not saying if you'd like to, you, you, uh, you know, that, that's okay with me. I'm telling what I want him to do, but the way you, you like every time, the way you say something makes a big difference. I should also show appreciation for when they do things that they're obligated to do, like clean their room. Yes, because you want them to do it again. And the way the, and the, the best, like what, like what I said, the best way to get somebody to repeat the same thing is because they get, they, get, they get some feedback from it that's positive. So I clean my room, and my parents say, wow, you did such a great job, thank you very much, but I'm motivated to do it again, because I wanted that praise, and I wanted that thanks. Whereas my, my parents says, okay, good, next. You're not going to go to the next, because they're in another room. So why would I want to do that? Uh, I, I don't, uh, this is agav, something which... It's the same idea, and it's not just for wife and kids, it's any human being. Yeah. A person does things because of the, uh, what, if they want something for it, it's the, the positive feedback they're going to get. And therefore, even if it's a worker, if it's an employee, even if it's a boss, even if it's a rabbi, even if it's a Rosh it doesn't make a difference. What builds a relationship is the fact that what I did had a positive effect, and therefore I want to repeat it. That's the starting point. Now, one more, before the question, one more, point, one more point you should know here. And that is that the, they've, uh, child psychologists have proved that most times, most times the children who do things wrong as little children, it's because they're going to get, a, they're going to get noticed by their parents for doing things wrong because they never got noticed by their parents for doing things right. And therefore, if they, if they want that relationship, they want to be noticed, they want to be recognized, same thing in the classroom. The, the, the kid who never got recognized for being good or for doing the right thing is going to look for that recognition by doing the wrong thing. And even though it's paradoxical because you don't want negative recognition, but like uh, the coaches always say, even negative recognition is better than nothing. To get ignored is the worst. Uh, I heard a, I'll tell you a very interesting story from an older Talmud Chachum, not on Grey Live. As a Bacha, he was in Nitz before the war. And he decided he wanted to go to Rav Shimon Shkov's yeshiva in Grodna. Okay, that was uh, for all the biggest Lamdanim. So he wanted to go to Grodna. Uh, he went to take it for her. He didn't get accepted. So he said, just in case, because he's already traveled to Grodna. He's going to sit in the yeshiva and then anyway. Anyway, so he sat the first of his man. He saw like, where Peter one sat down. So finally, he's in the corner. So he said, I started to learn. And he knew at some stage someone on holiday was going to come over to him and like... And uh, I'd ask him what he's doing. He was ready to argue about it, whatever. He didn't what he's going to say and everything. So he said, What happened was, 
Barney Mashkicha Yeshiva was taking around all the new boys to get accepted. And uh, he was saying, you can sit here, you can sit here, and they can't wait, he was sitting. And this person said to the other boy, he said, this person doesn't exist, you can sit here, and carried on. He said, that was worse than any argument that the person would have told him. Look, he just, this guy doesn't exist. He said, <laughs> now, that's exactly the same psychology. And that is that, to, that you don't exist is worse than being, uh, being bad and doing something wrong. At least, at least, what? What happened? He disappeared. He left. All right. Uh, he had uh, as an uh, older man, like seventy years later, it still hurt. It's like he didn't exist. But uh, that, that that psychology is true, and that is doing something wrong, and you but okay. So you, you get attention. It's negative, but it's better than you don't exist. You don't exist is the worst. And if you want to avoid that, then the best thing is that. And this is always the side. Children will naturally try the the normal way to get attention, which is the good way first. So they'll do what you tell them to do. But it gets no response. Right? You said, please, this, I did it. And you didn't, there's no, no thanks, no well done, no anything, because you're expecting it. So, of course, well, I have to thank you for that. So then, they're not getting any response. They're not getting any interaction by the good thing. So it's the opposite. Because if they don't do it, now you're going to come back. Why didn't you do it? Ah, so now, you respond, now you're interacting with them. <coughs> it's childish, but in a way, that's the way that if a person wants that connection, it works. Which means... It's very simple. You want to, most times, and again, I'm not talking about older kids, I'm talking about little kids, three, four, five-year-olds. Most times you want to prevent a negative spiral that in, uh, or a situation where children don't listen. Then the best way to do it is be, be effusive in your thanks and your praise when they do. Because if, uh, the child would much rather have the interaction by being good than by being bad. But even being bad is better than nothing. Sorry? Diminishing returns isn't a problem? No. The fact that uh, it's not so much the diminishing return. It's the fact that there's always a follow-up. I asked them to do something. I said, I did it. Okay, so make a mention. Thank you very much. I see you did a good job. Like you were an adult. Like why did exactly. That's what I said. Emotionally, that's what I said. Emotionally, they consider a child to think like an adult. It, that, that, that works exactly the same way. The other things also, when older people, the Yetzirah kicks in and that's a different cheshman. But now that we don't little children, isn't the Yetzirah yet? So why are they playing up? Why are they being difficult? Why aren't they participating? And the answer is simple, they want attention. And this is the, if they're not getting it by being good, they're going to get it by being bad. Think, in a class, everyone's sitting quietly. So most kids get ignored. But the one kid who's going to make a, make, you know, make a, make a big ruckus in the classroom, so that's not worth it, because he got noticed for that. Which means you want to vent it, you want to be a good Rebbe, so you have to make sure to notice everybody regularly because that way, that way they feel that they're getting, they're, 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 they're there, they exist, they count, without having to do something negative to get that attention. I'm not saying any chiddush, I'm just saying that what, what the chiddush here isn't the psychology. The chiddush is that, therefore, when people think, why should I thank my kid for what he did or what's his job? Or I, I do so much him, I have to thank him. And the answer is, yes, you do. Yes, you do because you want him to do it. And you want him to do it again. And then the best way to do that, and the best way for him to, for, to get him to want to listen to you, is by when he dies, it's worthwhile. And like I'm saying again, every, everything in Chinuch, we take a marshal from the Torah. Hashem could take the same attitude. Hashem could take the attitude, I do so much for you, and I ask you so little in return, and I have to thank you also. I have to reward you for what you do, you owe it to me, which is true. But if that's the case, people wouldn't feel inspired to do more. And therefore, the Torah keeps promising again and again. You do a mitzvah, you'll get rewarded. You'll do a mitzvah, will be good for you. You'll do a mitzvah, will make a Kaddish Baruch happy. Whenever, in all, any different way you want. Not because Hashem 
feels that we're doing something we don't have to do. Of course we have to do it. We, we're indebted to him for our life, the whole time. But that's what builds the, the concept that a person wants to do more. That's the simpler, that's the first thing I want to talk about, the simpler side. That is, developing gratitude, firstly, showing gratitude, teaches your kids to show gratitude. They learn from you. If you respond to everything which is a request with a thank you, they also respond to every request with a thank you. They ask you for something and give him thank you very much. And good. Encourage that. That's, that, that, you, you, you can't say, ah, then you just say thank you. It's okay. No, you do. Not because it gives you anything, but because it's good for them. It teaches somebody to be grateful. And the second point is, and that is, like I said, and encourage, if the point of what you're doing is we want our children to therefore be more willing but to choose to follow the mahalach that you want them to go, to choose to follow what you want them to do. So then, the first way to do it is right, when they see that it, they benefit from doing it. And the benefit doesn't have to be gifts, it doesn't have to be candy, it, doesn't, it can be a thank you. It can be well done. It can be a shikoyach. Depending on who your child is and how old he is, but that's important. He got recognized for what he did right, they want to do it again. If a person gets ignored for what they do right, then they lose any incentive to do it again. But there's a second point too also. And that's a deeper point. Maybe little children haven't figured this out yet, but it plays in a very big part of this. And that is the fact that a person, on the one hand, who feels that I'm entitled to things, and therefore everyone owes everything to me, and therefore I never feel grateful for anything. But at whether he, whether he is or isn't entitled is not the point. The way of, that, that way of thinking is going to bring a person to a stage where he, he never feels close to anybody. Because uh, the t- taking the track of, you, you owe this to me, I'm entitled to it, you have to do it, is taking the track of a dictator. He might have willing servants, or he might have servants who have to listen to him, but there's no one, there's no one he's ever close to, which was always the macro of every dictator in history. They might have all the power and zero friends. Because that's what a dictator causes. Whereas taking the track of Yeshakayah, thank you, I appreciate it, makes people want to do things for you. It makes them like you. And therefore, you, want to tell, you, don't, you don't want to be the dictator for your children. If you're the father who might give them a lot of things, but your attitude is, you better listen to me because you have to. So maybe they will, definitely when they're younger, but as a dictator, you'll get obedience through fear. You're not going to get any closeness. You'll become like the little Haman or the little Nebuchadnezzar, the little Pyro, whoever it's going to be, who people will listen to because they have to, but is a very lonely person. Stalin, probably the biggest dictator in recent history, said himself, he has no friends and no one he can trust, which was pretty true. Everybody was terrified to death of him. And the, no one was definitely, no one, he definitely no one was close to him. But you don't want to be in the same position, and therefore you want a situation of people who want to do things for you. You want a situation of people... On the contrary, it's something that builds a connection what the person does rather than builds a, a distance. The way to do that, again, is don't force people to do things and don't demand it. Ask and say thank you. Because people naturally want to help. People naturally want to do good. If you just encourage it the right way, if you encourage it the right way, so then it's going to work more than it's, you're going to try and use force to insist on it. Would you ask they say no? Sorry? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. That's a different thing, and the question is why they're saying that. But we'll talk about that still. But the first thing is, most times, especially by little kids, again, I'm still, we're still focused on the chinuch of little kids. We'll get to older kids later. Most times, you ask, they'll say yes. There's no, on, the, on the contrary, they want to show that they're big enough to do a job, and they want to show they can do it well. 
and at least the first time they'll say yes. If you do the, if you if you deal with it right, and you you, you show well done, you did such a good job, they want to do it again. It's the best way to do it. It's the best way to get people to be willing to do things for you and be happy about it. Is how you respond to it, and they're going to learn from your example. If you if you when you ask a child to do something, ask nicely. It can be a demand. I want you, you have to do it. You don't have a choice to say no. But I don't say it like a demand. I'm not, I'm not coming as a dictator. I'm going to say it's now. The time is eight o'clock or seven o'clock or nine o'clock, whatever you choose. It's time to go to bed. Can you please put your toes away and can you please bring uh, get into your pajamas? Whatever the case is going to be. Okay, I spoke nicely, and if a person if they listen, I say thank you. Well done. You listened to me right away. Well done. You did a good job. That's very good. It's something which encourages a person to want to do it again. That's uh, the first point. That's where you talk. Then your children will learn to talk like that also. That's the first thing. Now, if you do do that, then the next point is, the second point, and that is, once there's, that's the, the model they have to learn from, the next point is, that's the, that's, that's the way you get to request met. You get something answered. And therefore, if you're three-year-old or four-year-old, is old enough to understand that, says, I want this now. You must do this for me. So then it's first say, that's not the way we ask if we want someone to do something for us. You don't have to ask nicely. Now, if you always talk to them like that, I want this, you must do this for me, then you understand where they're getting it from. They learned it from you. But if you're always in the habit of asking the way, uh, in the Mukhabadika way, even to a child, then you can demand the same back. If you want something, you ask me nicely. I know I have a two-year-old. And she's not, old, she's not tall enough to reach the cabinets in the kitchen. So of course, I want a cup, I want this. No. If you ask nicely, I'll give it to you. It's okay. So you learn very quickly. If you want something, there's a way to ask for it. One second. Now you ask, you say thank you. you, you know, that's the way. It's not just training in good manners. That's not the point. The Nakoda is that there's a, the, what you want to build isn't it's not, like I said, the manners. It's not the, 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 that that's the way to talk. What you want to build is that's the way that you get other people to do things. That uh, we don't demand, we ask. And if someone does something, you say thank you. That's what builds the, the two things. Number one, it builds the relationship. But number two, it builds the feeling of wanting to do. Of wanting to do. Of wanting to re- re- either repeat the good thing or wanting to reciprocate whatever it's going to be. And why that's important is because, the, like we said, it's not just for oneself and what one wants as a parent. As we always say at the beginning of this volume, the point of Chinuch is to train children how to relate to Hashem. And we want to bring them to the same point. And that is, that not that there is a lot of instructions, you better do this and you better do that. No, it's the same thing. There's a requ- this is what's good for you. Do it. Akash Baruch says thank you too. He doesn't speak to us, you're not Nevi'im. But he says thank you in terms of the bracha that he gives us, in terms of the opportunities that he gives us, in terms of what he repays us with. And then it sets that same process of a person in a situation where it's good day for me to do, because I get, I feel good when I do. I feel appreciated. I feel I feel that I did something right, and therefore that gives me the motivation to want to do it again. And yes, we're talking about children. It applies to any person, any person, any situation. If you want them to do something, then the best way to go about it is appreciate when they do do it. That gives them the motivation to want to do it again. We said at the beginning that there's two different tracks of why a car is is important. This is the first one. This is the first one we spoke about, but as I said, next time we'll talk about the second angle, the second way of understanding the important of the You know, uh, just a couple of questions. First of all, when asking,